0: Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on Newstalk. He is one of the most famous, successful and controversial bosses in the world. His airline, in which he is a major shareholder, is worth €15 billion. Euro, and he's been at the helm for decades, a feat in itself. I caught up with Michael O'Leary at the launch of a partnership with Trinity College Dublin to use new sustainable aviation fuel. But as you'll hear, we switched subjects rapidly and even got talking about Santa Claus, bike lanes and the fact that he is a fan of the show. Michael O'Leary, tell us about sustainable aviation fuel and whether it is your favourite word, a game changer.
1: I think it could be a game changer, but the challenge with SAFs or sustainable aviation fuel is volume. At the moment, and we're signing a new partnership agreement with Shell today, you know, to supply us with more sustainable aviation fuel. But the total worldwide supply of sustainable aviation fuel would power Ryanair's fleet for less than one full day. Gosh, so it's just scratching the surface. Then we are only scratching the surface, and that's why we're investing two million a year with Trinity College to research or to, to, to fund research into how do we. Uh, step change the supply of sustainable aviation fuels we need to transform the supply other than that we can't get to the net zero targets in 2050 now I think we will um, but nobody yet has come up with a way of producing this in volume and storing it at uh, or ensuring that it's uh, mixed and stored at airports
0: and w- w- Are Shell going to be that partner? Because you're signed a deal with Shell today. I I mean, they're in the business of making fossil fuels. They're trying to diversify. But as you say, it takes so long. I think ultimately it's only the fuel majors, unless there's some new technology,
1: it's only the fuel majors will be able to deliver these volumes. Remember, SAFs get mixed in with jet kerosene. You know, it's not like it's different. We don't take it from a different tank. Um, They have the infrastructure. they are, to be fair to them, have done more work on SAFs than anybody else. For all the talk the environmentalists go on with, uh, it's the fuel companies who are actually delivering it. But we need to do far much more. Can we get to, we need to get to, we're setting very ambitious goals for ourselves, 12% SAFs by 2030. I'm not sure we'll get there. But if we can get to 8 or 10%, that will be a significant achievement from the starting point of where we are today, which is less than half
0: of 1%. And what about the Boeing fleet that you have? Do they need to be adapted to, to cater for more SAF?
1: No, the great thing with SAF is you mix it in with the existing jet kerosene. So, you know, the existing fleet uh, it doesn't need to be amended, but we are investing heavily in the existing fleet. We're spending 20 billion Joe over the next five years in a fleet of new aircraft that uh, carry 4% more passengers but burn 16% less fuel which is a huge saving for us over the next five years. We're fitting the existing fleet with these Scimitar winglets. will also reduce f- fuel consumption by another 1.5%. So we're investing in new technology that really is transforming the uh, the way we fly, while at the same time hugely reducing both fuel consumption and noise
0: emissions. You've accused the government and governments of squandering climate taxes imposed on the aviation sector. Give us an example of what. Well, the Irish
1: government's a good example. The Irish government in the last three years has received 140 million, mainly from Ryanair's of Ryanair's uh, emissions trading uh, payments, and it's routed back to the Irish government uh, by the European Commission. Uh, We've investigated this with the government, and it turns out that of that 140 million, 77 percent of those funds have been diverted to the Department of Education to fund the school bus. Which is neither green nor particularly so. It's, it's not friendly. not very uh, ring fenced. No, it's complete. It's being dribbled out. And you know what we've are struggled to understand is, in particularly in 2020 and 2021, the school bus fleet wasn't even operating. The Schools were closed, and these were private contractors. Oh, we've written to the Department of Transport. We've asked the Minister for Transport, Eamon Ryan, to explain where it went. And then the balance, which is about 35 million a year over the last three years, has been spelt on what he calls climate initiatives. We said, fine. What climate initiatives? and we're still waiting for the answer. How would you describe the Minister for Transport, Eamon Ryan? I mean, I think uh, clearly he has no priorities in transport. I mean, the Ireland's aviation policy hasn't been updated since 2019 before he took power. Um, and, you know, we've gone through the COVID, an existential COVID crisis, the war in Ukraine. Um, and as I, we explained to the Dáil Transport Committee yesterday, we need to have an, a, an updated aviation policy. Ireland sits in a very precarious situation. We're a peripheral island on the edge of Europe. And the more the central European economies, the Dutch and the Belgians, try to impose tax, on air travel, the more the Irish, the Portuguese, the Greeks will lose out. It's but fine. But they can't veto it anymore, Michael. That's true. But I mean, if enough of the peripheral countries come together and work together in unison, say, look, we need fair environmental taxes. We accept that our people must pay their fair share of environmental taxes. But exempting the long haul passengers who create more than 50% of European aviation CO2 emissions while only delivering 6% of the traffic, and exempting the transfer flights across Schiphol Paris and uh, Frankfurt which of course favours the old high fare polluting legacy carriers is fundamentally unfair and we are very disappointed that our uh, transport minister has done nothing in this area for the last two years
0: while he's been running around opening up bicycle lanes. Um the new boss of the Dublin Airport Authority is a former friend and colleague of yours. I don't know if it's certainly a former colleague Kenny Jacobs. I presume now you won't be slagging off Dublin Airport from now on. He is
1: both a former colleague and a friend um, but you know he's gone he's taking on a a major task there at Dublin Airport Authority. We're not great fans of what the DAA have done over years. We have reached agreements with them and we've managed to grow successfully with the DAA but they face huge challenges. We are worried that they're late into the recruitment for the Christmas uh, peak, particularly in security. Their response has been we had to hold a recruitment fair last week at which 800 people applied and we said well if you're only holding recruitment fairs in the last week of November then Christmas is in real trouble. Please tell us that you'll have all 14 security desks fully manned for the four weeks of the Christmas period and we can't get them to answer that question. Uh, They want to waste, they're back to the good old days of wasting money on stuff that we don't want. They're talking about... But you do want the new scanning machines though, don't you? We want the new scanning machines but I mean one of were areas of concern, Joe, they're talking about closing down an existing lane to put in a new scanning machine. Uh, that's not going to work. We need the new scanning machines to be part of uh, additional lanes and then close down the existing lanes. But if all you do is close down existing lanes to put in a new scanning machine that will then take people time to train people up on, it's actually going to reduce security capacity at Dublin Airport. Now, the scanning machines won't be here until the spring. Mm -hmm. That's fine. We just said, please tell us that you've already recruited people in September, October, to to man the Christmas, uh, for the big Christmas peak, and holding a recruitment fair in the last week of November is not the solution. The answer to that
0: Skip Hall and, uh, and Heathrow have already warned that they're going to um, drop flights because they simply won't have the personnel to deal with the summer rush. What about Dublin? Well, I mean, Skip Hall and Heathrow are just badly managed air, you know, airports. Stan said Gatwick
1: have, uh, have no talk about dropping flights. They're fully manned up for the Christmas period. I mean, Skip and uh, Heathrow are regulated monopolies, a bit like Dublin Airport where they always want to kind of suggest that, oh, we're a bit understaffed and therefore we need to spend more money, but we need the regulator to increase our regulated charges and then we'll put in the uh, additional staffing. There is no excuse for not having existing uh, security staffing up to speed for Christmas. You know Christmas has been coming. You've known all year that Christmas is coming. You know that next summer is coming. uh, And all we need at Dublin Airport, if those 14 security desks in uh, Terminal 1 are open from 4 o'clock in the morning, there is no security queues. If there's a security queue it's because the DEA have failed to uh, recruit and have failed to manage uh, the recruitment and training of security staff in sufficient
0: time for Christmas and again for next April and next summer. Uh, and what about the proposed drop-off fees that Dublin Airport wants to impose on potentially your customers? I mean, I, I really don't understand.
1: You know, drop-off at Dublin Airport is already a nightmare. I mean, the amount of money they're talking about is so small it generates almost no revenue. You know, we think Dublin Airport would be much better off spending it the, the next 200 million extending PRD or the terminal facilities, and not digging a tunnel under a, a taxiway that no airline and no passenger will benefit
0: from. You're fairly outspoken. Should more bosses be as forthright as Michael O'Leary? It's very difficult for a lot of other, uh, a
1: lot of other bosses want to be loved. Uh, thankfully, so I, you don't want to be loved. I'm, unlo- I'm an unlovable personality generally. So no, I don't really care about being loved. Um, Media love you half of them like me and half of them dislike me but that's fine you know who cares as long as keep as long as the media keep flying Ryanair, i don't really uh, care that much um, it is, we have been outspoken for sort of 20 or 30 years, partly because it was a way of generating cheap publicity 30 years ago. And it worked? It did work then. I think I'm much more less outspoken now. Uh, we have new management in place and in most of the airlines. Eddie Wilson is doing a great job running, Ryanair Dac, David O'Brien in Malta, Andres Gruber in Lauda. Uh, and we, uh, we let our performance, I think, speak for itself. I speak much less about Ryanair on um, matters relating to Ryanair now, um, except on matters that are really important to us, such as the the Sustainability Conference, because I think driving forward sustainable flying and sustainable aviation is vital not just for Ryanair's future, but also for Ireland's future as a peripheral island on the edge of Europe. Would you be going away for Christmas this year? No, Santa Claus is visiting Jigginstown in Mullingar. I have uh, one left uh, who's a believer. Uh, I have four, t- three teams. Is his name t- Michael? No, his name is Zach, thankfully. Uh, yeah, so he's getting very excited about Santa Claus arriving at Christmas. So, no, we will be in uh, Costa del Mullingar for Christmas, and I'm very much looking forward to it. Happy Christmas. And to you and all your listeners, John, congratulations! I think News Talk continues to do a stellar job uh, delivering uh, the news on a morning basis, and I'm one of your
0: biggest fans. And that's Michael O'Leary from Ryanair. Nice to know you're listening out there in the car from Mullingar, uh, Michael. Back breakfast business with Enterprise Ireland on News Talk.